Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. All right, grab a coffee. It's time for the Creative Pep Talk podcast with Andy J. Miller. The feedback has been pouring in, and it's been really nice. Um, I hate to be some, uh, you know, um, obsessor over uh, feedback and praise, and I I try not to be that person. Um, But it's good to know that people are using this resource because if they weren't then I wouldn't do it just because that's what it's for it's for other people and um so that's been nice and I really appreciate it um today we're going to talk about choosing your battles and uh I like I felt like the um the actual words of that sound exactly like what I want to talk about but the uh the phrase is not really what I mean. So what do I mean when I say choose your battles? Well, <clears throat> what I mean is every avenue, every path that you decide on taking in your um, art career, every one of those is going to be some kind of battle. Um, some of them very difficult and some of them not as difficult. Uh, some of them um, will really be battles that you're set up to win, and that you 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 have the skills and the and the uh, the talent and the and, and all the all the pieces in your career to go go down. And some of them are ones that are not the right path to go down. They're not the right battle to fight. And um, here's why I want to talk about it. So uh, Seth Godin has a book uh, called The Dip. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, actually. Um, And I love this idea because I think it's kind of an obvious observation, but I think often, especially in the visual art world, we kind of um, don't really view life this way or or our careers this way. Um, and the dip, the idea is just generally that anything that's worth doing, that's worthwhile, has is like a castle with a moat around it. And the more worthwhile or the more attractive the castle, um, the, the, the deeper and wider the moat. And the idea is that any type of thing that you want to do out there if it's really worthwhile doing, the people that are um, doing that thing actually go out of their way to make it 
more difficult for the competition to make ground. Now, especially, um, you know, to make it exclusive. That's kind of the, the bigger idea, is that once you break through the moat, once you get through the dip, you're actually... Um, a lot of help kind of comes your way and um, you're kind of accepted and into this kind of exclusive place and um, you don't have to worry about breaking in anymore. So I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, anyjpizza.com if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. So here's why I started thinking about this. Um, I uh, I hear a lot of people talk about different things in the art world. Um, different, and when it comes to illustration, things like uh, uh, I want to dabble in doing some book covers, and I want to do some editorial work, maybe a little bit of a. Uh, Maybe I'll do a little bit of concept work sometimes and do some comics and I might do a little bit of gallery shows and blah, 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 blah. And to me, when I'm, from my experience, that sounds like you're saying, yeah, I really want to get into like sports, you know, um, I might dabble in like the NBA or maybe I'll do some major league baseball sometimes. And some years I might spend some um, time doing soccer uh, that, that's what it sounds, that's what it sounds like to me. Like visual art is like sports and all these fields are like completely different sports. And I think when you go even past that, you think about how you, you can't just, th- these are, these, all these sections, you know, uh, in the, in the visual art world 
and other worlds too, music and everything, um, they're all separated into uh, categories. And, and, and I think it's, and they're all actually very difficult things to become um, prominent in. Um, and actually, unless you really invest time and energy and you pick the battle and you fight it and you're intentional about it over a long period of time, you're not going to be able to get in. You might score a lucky break here and there, but you're not going to be able to really do very much work in those fields. You know, I think back to the sports metaphor, I feel like um, you shouldn't be thinking which sport even. You should be thinking which position on which sport for what team. Like, that's, that's what I think. That You need to go that far. And I think about how how does um, how does a basket an NBA player how does a how do they know that they're a power forward, you know, and how do they even know which team to be on? Well, they don't have all the decisions to make on that, but but I they they figured out over time what um, what position they play by getting feedback. Now, this is one of the most difficult things about being um, an independent artist um, is that your feedback is uh, just, it's hard to come by. It's hard to get somebody to stop and be present with you and give you their time. And especially if they have relevant feedback, which means that they know what they're talking about, which means they're probably busy themselves. Um, it's so difficult, but without that feedback, you know, I think these, these, uh, professional players, like they've developed over time, their identity within these, uh, positions on the team. And those positions have come from coaches, um, and, and playing a lot, but, but mainly from, from coaches and people around them, um, helping them understand what their strengths and weaknesses are and helping them get into, uh, the, the right position. And I think, Doing art is really similar in that uh, it's not always easy to know which position you play. But I think you know, unless you really, uh, unless you really boil down what it is you do and 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 the thing you're really good at, um, you're not even going to get on the team. You're not even going to be able to play. And I think um, changing your views from I might dabble in that. I like to do that. And I'd like to pick up a little bit of this. Just realizing all of these things, comics, editorial, book illustration, uh, kids' books, art galleries, uh, products, selling products, um, all, all, all of these areas, all of these areas have giant moats built around them by the communities to keep people out from just dabbling and from taking some of the work away. So what do you have to do? You have to invest. Investing implies time. and You know, doing something over time. So like, you don't just cash in. You're going to invest in an area. You're going to get all the feedback you need. You're going to try to make an educated decision on which area to pursue with extreme intentionality and longevity and and persistence and then you're going to invest 
over time. And you're going to start off knowing that it's going to be tough, that the feedback initially that you're going to get is not going to be fantastic, that the reward or the cash in is probably not going to be very big. The other thing that uh, Seth Godin talks about in any area, uh, you, you're going to get a little bit of a boost. And that's, I think, maybe why people think they can dabble a little bit. It's like, if you're an artist and you start and you've never made a comic, but you've made editorial work, you're going to be better than most people that haven't done anything like that at comics. Um, so when you start making them, you might get a little bit of attention. But the truth is, is if you haven't been intentional and invested and, and worked at it, uh, you're not really going to be able to make to really break in. And that little boost, instead of getting that boost and then it dying down and then getting discouraged, just see that initial boost as this is something I should invest my time in. But don't expect it to keep um, building because um, you, you have to invest and get and get really good at stuff. And so what does the moat look like? And what, what exactly am I talking about in like practical terms? I'm talking about when it comes to comics, right? If you want to be a comics artist, what you have to understand is that in every industry, there are a long list of unwritten rules. And the only way you get to know them is by reading commentary about the industry, is by going to the events, by spending time with the people, by reading as many comics as you can, understanding the history of the industry like you and that takes a long time and it's not something that just clicks it's something that it's kind of you have to get through osmosis of just soaking in this industry and the reason you need to do that is because two things i think one is i think it's nearly impossible to innovate by just doing your own thing i think it's really important to really understand the rules and then break them. And I think the reason is, is because you might be doing something that you think, I've never seen this before and it's really innovative. But you don't know that 20 years ago in that industry, that same thing already happened. Because if you've got thousands of people trying to do something innovative in a field, it's probably been done, right? So I, I think that first for innovation's sake, you really have to understand the rules. Um, the other reason I think you really need to do that is because you don't understand what things are really off limits or really frowned upon. Um, the, you know, if you don't understand the history and the climate of the industry, you're going to have a hard time communicating with its readers because you don't understand um, what's been done, what, what they really hate. What's a, you know, you might think some of the, I think some of the obvious things that you might do are things that, might be really unattractive to that industry because um, they've become like caricatures of, or, or they've become like um, cliches of, of the industry. Um, and you're not even realizing that you're being cliche. So those are the two reasons I think it's really important that you need to immerse yourself and really understand the industry before you jump in. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, the biggest thing that you need to do is you need to not haphazardly jump into different pursuits. I think it's really important to gather information, gather feedback, um, think and analyze the different possible directions you could go. And then 
um, and then pick a few, pick like one or two, um, and just decide over the next three years that these are the things I'm going to do to get good at that thing and to break into that industry for real. Um, because the truth is all of these industries have very high walls, um, trying to keep, trying to keep you out, trying to keep other people out. Um, because they don't, because, you know, first of all, every industry can't survive with anybody that on a whim wants to participate. Um, and then I think also it makes the standards high. And I think that that's actually a good thing. Um, so yeah, that's something to think about. Um, think about some of the industries that you've wanted to be a part in. I think that one of the biggest parts of this is deciding which ones you don't want to play in. I think that, that that's huge. And, and the thing is, it's not the ones that you know you don't want to be in, that you don't want to partake in. Those are obvious. It's the ones that, um, the ones that I think you have to really um, discern with are the ones that, um, that, you're, that you want to get in because you're jealous. That, that searing word. Uh, the things that you see other people doing and you just want to do it because you see other people doing it. Like those are the ones I think you got to get, you got to listen to your intuition. You got to get quiet. You got to, you, this, this feedback and analysis stage before you start heading down a road, that's a giant deal. It takes a long time and it's hard. I just kind of passed over it, but I think it, it's, it's a, it's a very gut churning process. And I think you have to get quiet. You have to get feedback. You have to get honest with yourself. Do I want to make comics? Because when I read comics, I love it, and I'm moved by it. I, I'm, I'm naturally good at making lots of pictures. I'm drawn to narrative. Um, I like to write, but I'm, I love to draw at the same time. I like to tell pictures with both in, can, um, together. Um, and I'm just passionate about doing this, and I just have to do it. Um, Kate Bingham and Burt, who's one of my favorite all-time people, uh, she's an illustrator, um, designer, teacher at, uh, I think it's Portland State University, sorry if I'm getting that wrong, um, but she says some, said something on uh, her Creative Mornings talk that I thought was so brilliant, um, and I loved it, and it's that you shouldn't just do personal projects because you want to do them or whatever. Do, you, know, you shouldn't just do them haphazard. You should do them because, I think she said, it, you're going to die if you don't do it. That's how badly you need to do it. Um, and I think that when you choose a, one of these avenues, it, you have to start to cultivating that feeling of, which ones of these do I just have to follow? And which ones of these, you know, am I, is it, are there like impure reasons why I'm trying to go down that path? Because if they're impure, they're not really you. You're, it's a lie. That, that's what the impurity is, is. It's a lie that you're telling yourself or other people are telling you. And when you get down and it gets hard, you're going to give up. The reason you have to pick the ones where you're, you just have to do them is because even when it's hard, you're going to keep going and it's going to be hard because there are giant walls keeping you out of every worthwhile thing. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I think that, um, sorry, I got worked up, which is, I, I guess the kind of the point, but, um, 
I'm, I'm glad you're liking the podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, I would so love it if right after this podcast, you would just go uh, give it a review um, and rate it on iTunes because um, that's how other people find it. And that's how we can uh, get this thing out to more people. So um, I would really appreciate it if you did that. And um, keep listening. And uh, I'll keep uh, pepping you up. Speak soon.